I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you come in. I was just busy lifting some weights like a cool guy. Uh, welcome to Years and Years, the offshoot podcast for you, the patrons of the National Treasures podcast, hosted by me, Paul Duggan, and you, Laura Lex. Uh, we, we, have, we, we have chats about years. You know the format. You're part of the fun. Uh, this time I'm talking to Laura. About what year, Laura? 1826. Before we get into it, though, I'd like to say a big thank you to Matthew, who got a big shout out last week when we were discussing um, the Irish, uh, one of many wars with us, the English, and, um, and, and we asked his opinion muchly, and he sent us a lovely email saying he was so clever in saying he supported you, but also me. And no, 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 no. Yes, yes, that. yes, 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 he did. He said he supported me, but appreciated you taking the piss out of me. Which, which I is don't think it's the same as supporting. What I was doing. So, we love you. We love all our patrons, really. Um, anywho. Yes, 1826. It's a banger, Will. It's a real banger. I, so much so that I have no idea what order to do everything in. Or what's going to be a big finish, particularly. Wow. Um uh, because c- there's just it's just it feels like n- a nutsy year. Um, a nutsy, n- criminally nutsy. Uh, anyway, how are you? Are you all right? I'm very well. I'm good. I'm a bit tired. Um, I'm working at the restaurant again now, and it is draining, but is fun. It? Is but it draining. nice? You yeah, tweeted it's nice. that you quite liked being a waiter. Is I, that true, I, I, or are you just being cheerful? No, I absolutely love being a waiter. I really like it. Um, but it, it's a little bit hard because I'm the only person there who isn't first language Italian. Oh, is it helping and your Italian though? It's helping my Italian, but they will occasionally talk to me and then look at me and go, oh no, you don't speak Italian. I go, I know. <laughs> Could I have that in English? Yesterday, I'll tell you this, yesterday I was doing a shift and one of the waiters said, oh Will, do you want a coffee? And I said, yes, please. So then I said, he started making me a coffee and I went and did about 10 minutes worth of work and went, oh, Matteo, where's my coffee? And he went, I'm sorry, I drank it. So, okay. <laughs> also, check this out. I've been looking uh, from my living room. You can see my neighbours across the street. And one of them's got two really lovely cats. Yeah. Uh, and I stare at them too much, really. He works there as well. <laughs> oh, what, the cat? No, the owner of the cat. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Good But how are you? How are you? Uh, I'm okay. Um, 
so we were just talking about how today's a surprise day off because we were supposed to be going to Cardiff to record for the main feed, but the petrol crisis has uh, put a stopper to that. How many things do you think are going to happen that get in the way of doing a really nice podcast about days out? At least two. At least two more, yeah. Three, if we count the uh, the thing we don't talk about. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I've kind of decided to use today to do a load of things that I've been meaning to do for a while. So I just, like, fully cleared out the cupboard under the stairs. That's nice. Oh, which reminds me, bear with me, I need to catch Tom before he leaves. I'm just going to pause us. Okay, sorry about that interruption. It's Thomas going to the tip with a load of stuff that I just cleared out of the cupboard under the stairs. He also needs to take the lawnmower that I broke. Um, you broke the lawnmower? I did. I mowed the cable and uh, it's unfixable, sadly. Fair enough. Anyway. Right, let's talk about 1826. Let's do it. So, is it going to be the first week ever where you get the starting day right? What yeah, day of the a... week do you think it started on? It's, it's a Thursday. It's a Friday. Yeah! Uh, okay, so no, it hasn't happened, but, you know, very close, Will. Very close. Starts on a Friday, and that feels right. It's a wacky year. There's wacky stuff happening. The Friday's so, wacky? Yeah, Friday's a wacky day. Oh, TGI Friday. Am I right? Get that Friday feeling with a crunchy. Yeah. Fry-yay. Yeah. Or uh, have some fish and Friday it. I love it. Um, so, there's a couple of things happening that are quite prescient to our main podcast. First up, yesterday, uh, our listeners would have had our Isle of Wight episode land in their inboxes, in their Great. streams, in their ears. Um, we went to the Isle of Wight, and uh, in 1826, the first cow's regatta on the Isle of Wight happens. Wonderful, where they get uh, loads of heifers in boats. They do, and then they freeze you. Do do, do they have to sail to Jersey? Yay! No, that's a load of bull. Um, (laughs) She's frozen in there. Pew, pew, pew. We are jokestrels on our day off. Um, Yeah, so George IV, who was the Prince Regent, who then became the King George IV, he was a big fan of sailing. Uh, and so the race was sort of in his honour, like thrown by him, you know, how it was back in the day. And the prize was a gold cup and a hundred pounds. A hundred pounds. I love a hundred pounds. Yeah, that's decent. Um, so that was quite fun. Um, another event that um, I don't mind giving a little spoiler to our patrons because they're great. Um, it's another link to... Up, an upcoming episode of the podcast which actually won't probably be out until series three but in 1826 they complete the building of the menai suspension bridge oh we were we went over it where were we going when we went over it will anglesey yeah in this mon yes which will be featured in an episode upcoming props series three uh so yeah they finished the menai suspension bridge it began in 1819 um, uh, so it took seven years and then it was opened. Uh, the engineer was a guy called Thomas Telford. Mm. 
Um, and fun fact, Telford in Shropshire is named after him. I think he, Thomas Telford, was from near where I'm from. Ooh, have you heard of him then? Yes, because Telford Lodge... Was he friends with old Charlie Wickysteed? No, he was Scottish. Never mind. Yeah, he was Scottish. Yeah, I knew that, actually. Um, So, after the Act of Union in 1800, which is all I'll say, because I know we don't talk about Irish stuff on this podcast, but uh, after that, not even a rise. Not even a rise. He's not even smiling. He's not having it. Okay, so after that... I am literally smiling. That wasn't a smile... That's not a smart either. Put your tongue away. Um, so <laughs> after the Act of Union, they wanted to have better trade and better routes with uh, Ireland. And so Telford was commissioned to build a road from London to Holyhead uh, to help with trade across there. And that route is basically the A5. And then okay. once they got to that bit, they were like, oh, the Menai Strait's a bit of a nightmare. It's got something like... It's got like four different tides that... That all cross there, so it's it's a really difficult bit of water to cross, basically in a boat. Um, and so he had a look at it and was like, "Here's the best place. We're going to do a suspension bridge. Um, it's the fir- world's first major suspension bridge." Wow, that's good. that's good. Yeah, and it's a Grade One listed structure. But here was my favourite thing about it, which I think you are going to very enjoy, Will. Here we go. Thomas Telford was so renowned for being an engineer of roads and bridges and things like that that his nickname was the Colossus of Roads. Oof, you have to enjoy it. You've got you, to. You've got to enjoy There's no, you've got no option there. You've got to enjoy that. <laughs> I, when I read that, I was like, Will's going to love that. He's going he's gonna to really enjoy that. You're spot on. I love it. I wondered if it would get you a slow clap off you, but it didn't. Lovely, lovely. Um, so yeah, a couple of tiny little facts there that um, tie in with the main feed, which I really enjoyed. Really nice. It's great with things linked together. Yeah, it sort of feels like the, 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 it's a really busy year. It, I mean, the 19th century is quite fun, isn't it? There's lots happening. Um, Argentina gets its first president. Congratulations, Argentina. Yeah, he is called Bernardino de la Trinidad González Rivadavia. Okay, wow, good well, name, good that's name. That's a great name, isn't it? That's a sexy name. They really go for, like, long names in South America, don't they? Yeah, I mean, maybe Adila is of the, isn't it? So is it a kind of, like, a bit like being Van if you're Dutch, like, it's where you're from? Or, yeah, or Da, Leonardo Da Vinci. Yeah. Um, uh, Argentina wasn't called Argentina at the time, though. Was it called... Let me guess, let me guess. Yeah, all right. Kevin. No, very close, Kevar. Ah. Um, no, it was called the United Provinces of Rio de la Plata. I prefer Kevin. Yeah. Well, it's a bit anglicised. Hey, I found out a fun fact yesterday. Kevin. Do you know how big Pluto is? The dog or the planet? The planet. Uh, no. Did you know, if you laid it on America, it, it would only cover the lower 48 states of North America? So... You- we're talking about see you later alaska goodbye hawaii probs that's them that's tiny Uh, isn't it for a planet is it still a planet it's a dwarf planet isn't it i don't know also america's very big sure but that's mini 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'd be furious if I lived on a planet that small. But I wouldn't want to paint it. What's another good fact? There's so many good little facts. Okay. How did that fit in? What? Pluto? Pluto. I'm just listening to a book and it sort of blew my mind a bit and now I can't stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the last victim of the Spanish Inquisition dies. Oh, goodbye. Goodbye, Cayetano Ripoll. He was a schoolmaster um, and he was hanged, uh, presumably after being quite tortured, um, f- for teaching deist theories. Okay. So I guess just not doing the right religious stuff. Yeah, being really. a bad lad. Being well, maybe being a good lad though, because being but, in their minds yeah, a bad lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a beastie. Um, so he's dead now. But the last one, so progress. Yes, goodbye. Um, and the Catholic Church has done enough, not a single thing wrong <laughs> since then. Uh, University College London is founded. Well done, UCL. Yeah. Didn't let me in. Didn't let me in. You didn't want to go there anyway, babe. Uh, I think I did. No. You were meant to be in Manchester. And then, and that's where I went. Yeah. Um, did you know UCL is the second largest university in the UK? Is it bigger than Pluto? Yes. The dog. <laughs> Do you know what the biggest the university big- in the UK is? Um, is that in, in amounts of in amounts of students? Yes. Is it the is it the Open University? It is, Will. Fifty points. Well done. Yeah. yeah. So UCL is the, the sort of largest, I suppose, campus university university in person. I thought for a second you were going to say proper university. <laughs> no, just like a university where you go to it. Yes, I imagine it is. Yeah. Um, it was the first university in England to admit students regardless of their religion. Well done, UCL. Yeah. Didn't let me in. No, well... And me, a practising Jedi. <laughs> There's also a claim, which is, is contested, that they were the first university to admit women. Uh, who contests it? I don't know. I didn't do that much more research. Okay, fine. Well, well done, women. Yeah. Women having a great time at the minute, or or bad. Mm, I don't know about that. Okay. You can vote whenever you fancy it, pal. Me? I can now, yeah. Yeah, you've always been able to vote, to be fair. I couldn't in 1826. But you weren't around. I I haven't always been able to vote. Not before you were 18. What are you doing? It's very noisy in your microphone. It's drawing a little man. Okay, could you not? It's very noisy in your microphone. I've you can tell you've much. had a good night's sleep. You're really active. Normally by this point, your glasses are off and you're rubbing your face. Like, <laughs> When's this over? <laughs> oh my God. Who cares about women at UCL? <laughs> All right. If you don't care about women at UCL, how about this one? The Greek War of Independence is raging. How many women are involved? Probably very few in the fighting, I'd have thought. It's Greek rebels and the Ottoman Empire. Oh, the Ottoman. Ottoman, not Ottoman. Yeah, no. Or Ottolenghi. Guess what? It's not going well for the Greeks. It's Sorry, the Greece. third, yeah, that's right, third siege of Missolonghi oh, in 1826. Nightmare. There was a siege a few years ago and nothing happened of it and the Ottomans sort of had to go away. Then they came back with more people. Big old siege. And the Greeks... It did not go well for the Greeks. There was a lot of starving. Um, it was real bad. 
But it did bring a lot of international attention to their plight. To the Greek plight. Yes, which I think eventually led to the great powers, as they're called, the sort of emerging powers at the time, uh, sort of noticing and intervening a bit. And Greece are fine now. Yes, yes. In fact, they are lightning. They are Greece lightning. <laughs> uh, and, and, and at least one member of the Greek nation has a... Um, a Giros van near my house. Oh, I love Giros. I love Giros. Am I going to get some for lunch? Yeah, I went to a food fair on Sunday, and I had and it, and there were so many different stalls there, and I just didn't know what to get. And then I wanted a crab roll, but they ran out of crab while I was in the queue. So I went and got paella, and it was a little bit disappointing. And then I saw like a Hawaiian barbecue and a Giros place next to each other, and I was like, God damn it! Did you mind uh, that they'd run out of crab, or did it make you a little? crabby well i'm a very selfish person i was i had i I had selfish in the chamber i was ready to go (laughs) lobster i hardly knew her (laughs) um Uh, prawns (laughs) right there's plenty more um there's plenty clam (laughs) um oh he's flexing those comedy muscles just name it joe Calamari, I barely knew he. Winkles. <laughs> Who's this for? Um, there's loads more events, but I think the an event needs to be. Um, he's got another one. White babes. <laughs> Carry on. Doing? More events. Um, more events. Let's do some deaths, actually. Sure. Right, we've got we've got a guy called René Lanec, uh, a French surname. I don't know how to pronounce it. He was the inventor of the stethoscope. Thank you, René. I've heard my heart beat faster from hearing you, thanks to you. Yeah, he was very good at carving wooden flutes, and this led him to invent the telescope. Do you mean stethoscope? Yes. Yep. <laughs> yes, I do. It still makes no sense to me. That's how they go... I'm so good at plastering. Hang on, I've invented the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but like the stuff people were coming out with, there, there were a lot of inventors and scientists. Like because we're going into this golden age of technology and and development, there were every other birth and death and event was this guy invented this and this guy was born who'd go on to invent this, and you're just like, you're just living in a little two up two down with an outside toilet inventing friggin' this. Well done. That, that does make me think, like, I'd love to invent something, but I've got no idea where to start. I think we've had this conversation on the podcast before. And Have then, we? I think so. Uh, because Ron, of Ron's Years fame, um, t- texted me afterwards and said, Will's absolutely right. You'd be a terrible inventor, Laura. And I said, no, I wouldn't. And then we put a bet on as to whether within the next six months I would be able to invent... Um, a machine for sorting apples into different sizes and he said I couldn't and then I did and then he said that my design was not an invention sorry you did yeah like I haven't made it but I (laughs) talk me through it (laughs) it's very simple actually so it's two legs right with a sloping piece of polythene on it and the polythene's got different sized holes in it and then you put an apple at the top and it rolls down. And when it gets to a hole big enough, it falls through into a tube. 
And then all of the apples are in tubes of their own sizes. I've got a few questions. Yeah. One, why? Because you might want to sell small apples and big apples. But you can do that in Morrison's now. It's more about if I want to buy a small apple or a bit, I'll go to Morrison's and go, that apple's too big. <laughs> what Just do you mean? Yeah, but I'm talking about in the factory of Morrison's where they're putting all the apples into bags. And they're but, saying six small apples or six big apples. But they sell you a kilogram of apples, don't they? But maybe you might like that. Yeah, just because that's what's happening now. But that's because... Happensing. <laughs> I've invented loads of new words in my life. Just because that's what's happening now. What if people suddenly wanted to buy small and big apples? And then one day we'll look back and we'll go, until Laura Lex invented the apple... It's a bit of polythene with a hole in it. <laughs> take Ron's side. I, I'm not taking anyone's side. I think what you've come up with there is definitely something that would cause you know, the tubes would be full of things of an equivalent size. <laughs> yeah. I'm not denying that. That's what I was asked to invent and that's what mm. I invented. But and, and now I would, I, I would I'd sort of say is that an invention because we already have those things. Don't um. we? But yeah, yes, but that's what I was asked to design. Like if it, you could say to me now, design a flugel Herbert, and I will go away and design a flugel Herbert, mm. which is not something we already have. Sure. Well, I mean, yes. That's not what I, I was asked to do. I find it weird. It's polythene. It just felt like a good, what would you make it out of? Wood? That feels a bit basic for 2021. <laughs> Metal? The internet. <laughs> Different holes in the space-time continuum. Shave off a little bit of the internet and pop that on two legs. Also, why two legs? Give it four. Make it stable. Well, I was imagining them like a bridge, so the two legs are sort of long and thin. I've drawn it, actually, on my chalkboard on my kitchen wall. Who else was born in this show? (laughs) We're actually doing deaths. We've got another death. Um, you're going to like this oh, guy. Oh, Stethoscope Man is dead, is he? He's dead, yeah. Renee's dead. Stethoscope exists. Oh, imagine, that. Steth- imagine him sat there watching his own his own, his own invention just tell his doctor he's dead. Yeah. And then... You're like you've Gromit at Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Wallace at Gromit. <laughs> oh, it's definitely The wrong trousers just kicked Wallace. Wallace to death. Oh. Those wrong trousers never looked comfortable, did they? No, and that penguin would never have fit in them. No, but he had a thing, didn't he? That he like strapped himself into the top of it. Also, and I think this is very important. He's a penguin. Yeah, and plasticine. Uh, Johann Ellert Bode dies. Oh, gutted. Do you know who he was? Mm, a yes, legend amongst school children. Yeah. The man who named uh, Uranus. <laughs> what a legend! Why did you call it that? <laughs> I don't know. He just proffered the name. You don't for know. It. Hang on, I'll have a look. There was so much No, going I'm going to Google it. You Google it. I don't know. I'll Google it. Why is it called Uranus? Or Uranus? Named after yes. an ancient Greek god of the sky. Johan Ellen. I was just about to say that. How do you pronounce it? Guess how hot Uranus is. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I'll put my finger in it. <laughs> <laughs> How hot's Uranus? Tell me. <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, no, come on. Guess how hot Uranus is. 
<laughs> right, do you, want to know, do you want to know how hot Uranus is in the middle or on the outside? Why do you know how hot Uranus is? I just know things like that. Why is it on the internet? Um, so, is it hotter um, in the middle or on the edges? Uh, the outer layer is very hot. <laughs> Sometimes outer it layer does burn, yeah. 577 Celsius. That's a lot. But the troposphere, boils. which has all the clouds around Uranus, uh, they're minus 153 degrees Celsius. Whoa! So Uranus, Uranus actually has a very different uh, temperature from the middle to the outside bit. <laughs> and apparently, if you have a big curry, it's hotter. <laughs> now, guess how big my dick is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um... Okay, we'll go to some more deaths. Um, 1826, 4th of July, is the 50th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence. In America? Yeah. Good work, lads. 4th of July. And on 4th of July, both Thomas Jefferson and John Adams die within five hours of each other. Boo-hoo-hoo. Yeah, so they were both obviously revolutionary founding fathers. They were both presidents. But after America had achieved independence, they were very staunch opponents of each other. Um, Jefferson was a Republican who thought that the states should have their uh, independence. And John Adams was all for like federalist central government. Um, So they super, super hated each other. And then... um, kind of made up in the last 14 years of their life. They wrote to each other for quite a long time. And then on the day that John Adams was dying, uh, I think he was the last one of the founding fathers to still be alive. And he was like, it's okay, Thomas Jefferson is still alive or something like that was his last words, but he was wrong. Jefferson had died five hours ago. Gutted. Both dead now. Yeah. But I think it might be the only day where two previous... Presidents of the US have died on the same day? Uh, up until now. Who have you killed? Obama and Clinton. Today? This morning. Wow, if only we'd gone to Cardiff. <laughs> Do you know, Jimmy Carter is, um, he's well old, Jimmy Carter. Yeah, he's like 96 or something, isn't he? He still builds houses and fights for everything yeah. good. He used to be a peanut farmer, of course. Just let him be president again, probably. I don't know, I don't know if he was that... Good. No, me neither. There was um. It's quite nice a... not having to worry or care that much. Like it's just back to they. They've just got a normal, boring, bad president now. Yeah, like he's bad, but in the way that they're all bad. Yeah. Um. Oh my god, I just don't know what to do for the big finish because there's some good stuff. I definitely thought this thing was going to be the big finish. Right, Will. Would you like your big finish to be? Um, in my anus. <laughs> would you like it to be? Um, a nice description of a person. Yes. Um, a building up of weird stuff mm-hmm. or a sad story about an elephant. I want to hear all three. You're going to hear all three. Ah. I just don't know what order to do it in. Well, I think I know about the elephant. Right. Can I guess? Yes. <laughs> so either an elephant was hanged or... Because an elephant has Why been hanged. Why the fuck would you hang an elephant? Historically, an elephant has been hanged. Why? Uh, I think it killed someone. 
Why would you hang it? Because it's the past. Everyone was fucking on opium and crazy. <laughs> or... My God, I know next to nothing about elephants or killing things, but hanging an elephant just seems like a mad decision. Uh, so I think it is going to be Edison trying to show how either AC or DC was dangerous. Uh, showing everyone by electrocuting an elephant to death. Put an electric chair. That No, it's none of those. Oh, Let's more... do the elephant as we're on the elephant then. Is it Dumbo's mum? <clears throat> no, it's a boy. He's called Chuni. Chuni. Chuni the elephant. Uh, he's an Indian elephant brought to London in 1811 and he was a theatre elephant. Uh, he performed with Ed- Edmund Keane. Heard his name? Sure. He was like a big actor back in the day. Um, and he was trained to like take a sixpence off somebody in the crowd and give it back to them. And he would like take people's hats and like, oh, hello, sir, with his hat, you know, and give them their hats back. Um, and Lord Byron wrote about meeting Chuni the Elephant in his diary. Wow. Are you listening or are you researching something else? I can see that you're no, not I'm listening. listening. What are you looking up? I've just. I was finding you a picture of the elephant being hanged and I've got it for you. <laughs> cool. You send it to me, I'll put it up with this episode. Um, but for Just right now, screen. can you listen to the story about Chini the Elephant, William? Mm-hmm. He yeah. could take a sixpence off someone and give it back to them. Yeah. A Byron met him. Yeah. So you're okay. listening. Brilliant. Right. And then around 1826, his behaviour became really bad. Um, apparently this is a thing that happens to bull elephants. They get this, I can't remember what it was called, but it's some sort of behavioral thing where they just get really aggro and mean. And obviously he was in a theater, so not an ideal place for a massive elephant to be having problems. Also, he had a rotten tusk that was giving him really bad toothache. I've had a bad, I've, I've, I've had toothache and it, it well hurts. Have you had your tooth sorted yet? No, I've got a dentist. Oh, babe. Um, So one day he's out being walked in the Strand and he gets real grumpy and he kills one of his trainers. Wounded. Yeah. And his owners are like, we've got to kill Tuni now. Mm -hmm. So a keeper tried to feed him poison, but he wouldn't eat it because he's too smart. So they shot him with 152 musket balls. Okay. And he still didn't die. Very thick-skinned elephants. Yes. Both, uh, but I mean, they aren't good at criticism. But no. they are. They are literally thick, and then and they would never forget it. <laughs> no, he remembered every single one of those, and then he still didn't die. And they had to stab him to death with a harpoon. Didn't have to stab him to death with a harpoon. Well, it was either that or just let him bleed out. They could have hanged him. <laughs> he was probably slippery that apparently there was a lot of blood okay they shot him 156 yeah. times now obviously this is a horrific story um because of the barbaric treatment and obviously this is just happening in the middle of covent garden like in a building so everybody around can hear this elephant having a dreadful time and hear all of the musket shots and there's a massive public outcry about how long it had taken him to die and how bad the treatment of the animals in this like place was um, and basically the popularity of the Strand Circus fell and it was over within about three years, I think. And it was this year that the Zoological Society of London was founded. Wow. ZSL, with the purpose of um, improving the lives and, and keepings of animals in captivity. That's really good. And I think on ZSL's... Um 
like livery signage as an elephant. I wonder if it's Tuny. It could be Tuny. It was a big thing. Like there were letters in all the newspapers and stuff like this isn't right and, and all that stuff. So, yeah. That's very good. I'm going to share screen with you now. Okay. Mm, oh, yeah. On a crane. Wow. So that was about 70 years later. Maybe that was because this death had gone so badly. They. Um... It was in America. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, he, uh, she, she, Mary was her name. She killed someone on her second day and they um, just hanged her. That's not kind. Well, it's got very sad, hasn't it? Um, let's do some births. Let's do some births, shall we? Uh, we've got George Johnstone Stoney, an Irish physicist who coined the term electron. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Carlo Collodi. Do you know who he is? You've been doing Italian stuff lately. Yep. He's the inventor of pasta. No, he wrote Pinocchio, the other Italian thing. There's a restaurant called Pinocchio near here. Yeah, it's the same as Donatello's. Oh, no. I actually know that. Yeah, it's very good there. Um, also born, John Brown, a.k.a. Billy Connolly in Mrs. Brown. What? Have you ever seen that film? No. Mrs. Brown, Judy Dench plays Queen Victoria, and Billy Connolly plays her gilly that she has like a weirdly close relationship with. I haven't seen it, but I do know who Billy Connolly is. Oh, okay. Well, John Brown was a gilly, uh, like a gameskeeper, basically. Mm -hmm. We've all seen... Um, I was going to say, what's Glenn? the story in Bellamore? Monica Glenn, that's it. Yeah. have seen that. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> he was a gilly on the Balmoral estate. Sexy in that. She was super, so sexy. Super, sexy super, Lexi. super close with um, Mrs. Keep Brown. kissing on her. With she's doing now. Queen Victoria. And, uh, yeah, all her um, servants and children were very like, ugh, he shouldn't be so familiar with her, but she loved him. Were they banging? Um, no, I don't think so. They were just not super even, close friends. Not even once? I, I don't believe so. There was lots of gossip about them, are they banging? Um, but she always said, no, this is just the chattering idiocies of the upper classes. Hmm. I'd love to bang a queen. Would you? If you could bang yeah, any royal queen. alive right now, who would it be? <sighs> I don't know. Uh, which ones are close to my age? Eugenie? Yeah, probs. Can I have I mean, Middleton? Like, a Middleton? Yeah. Pippi, what about Pippa Middleton? The is she bum. technically royal? She's not royal, is she? Do you remember when everyone used to like talking about her bum? Yeah. Um... Do you know what? The Queen. Liz too. You'd want to bang the Queen? She's of course I would. I've talked about this on so many podcasts. Yeah, of course I'd want to bang the Queen. It's the Queen. She's not going to hear it and contact you. Imagine no. if she did. Just be like, yeah, why not? I'm getting on a bit. I've only ever Phil, really banged Phil's dead. Phil. I, I want a bit of rough. Yeah. I could give... I could give old Lizzie... Four minutes, she'll never... Well, she won't forget she's old, but... Consensually, like, I'm not being weird. Yeah, obviously, she's contacted but you. You'd never you'd never buy a pint again. You can't tell anyone. Would you bang the Queen if you were not allowed to tell anyone? Nah, what's the point? Because you'd have done it just for... No, but if you couldn't tell anyone, there's no point. It's if only bragging rights. Yeah, you, you could open your wallet, take out a fiver and go, I've had her. <laughs> 
But you could just do that, though. It doesn't have to have happened. <laughs> no, but I think I, I want it to be known. Right. I want, you know, this year's Christmas Day message to be, <laughs> to my loyal subjects, it has been a terrible year of food shortages and petrol crisis. Also, gotta say, props Will Duggan, lovely, real good shag. <laughs> And then my mum turns to me, mouth full of turkey, and goes, you dirty boy. (laughs) And I'm there just smiling, remembering banging the queen. Huge tits as well, the queen. Yeah. A dry-looking mouth, though. (sighs) Doesn't matter. Is this treason? I don't think so. I think we treated like Joe. I'd love to kill the queen. I just want to give her a kiss. I love her. Okay. Kiss on the bum. Um, Kiss on your anus. Oh, Johan Ellert Bode, you legend. Imagine if he just called it, like, table or something stupid. What? The planet. Think of a word, any word, table. <laughs> yeah, he chose Uranus. The god of the sky. I'd have gone for Imagine he called it, like, Ares, you know. Or, um, who has the chariot? Yeah, but I'm not looking at those. I'm looking at a table. Sure, but I'm not, I'm not looking at the god Ares. <laughs> Okay, uh, Verena Davis is born in 1826. What's she up to? <clears throat> well, she goes on in a few years to be the wife of Jefferson Davis and therefore is the only first lady of the Confederate States of America. Oh, I see. So she's a Southern belle. Uh, she meets him. She's his second wife. Um she was not pro-slavery and she never, ever had high hopes that the South would win the war. Um, but she was kind of married to him and so was like, hey, there's not much I can do about this. Um, I don't know. <laughs> what's she going to do? Not marry the head of the Confederacy? Oh, yeah, but you don't have a choice in who you marry if you're a woman in 1826. Oh, you? my God. Women have had a fine time. That's what I say. Also, Being he a wasn't the, the head of the Confederacy when she married him. He was he a senator. He had aspirations to be. Yeah, he was a senator. Um, I liked He wasn't she... the head of the National Social Party <clears throat> when I met him. Yeah. Uh, it's Frau Braun. I liked what she wrote about him when she met him. She said, He impresses me as a remarkable kind of man, but of uncertain temper, and has a way of taking for granted that everybody agrees with him when he expresses an opinion, which offends me, yet he is most agreeable and has a peculiarly sweet voice and a winning manner of asserting himself. The fact is, he is the kind of person I should expect to rescue one from a mad dog at any risk, but to insist upon a stoical indifference to the fright afterward. Mm, like, he'll save you from a mad dog, but then he'll be like, what are you making a fuss for? Yeah, and he'd be like, I wasn't scared about it. Yeah. Also, I don't like him. No, uh, he's not got many um, ideas that I would agree with. Um, but she seems really cool. She she was a writer. Um, she wrote really beautifully. Uh, she didn't particularly want the South to win the war. After the war, he got arrested and she campaigned to get him freed. And then when he was freed, I think they moved to Europe until he died. And then she moved to New York with her youngest daughter and continued being a writer. Well, good for them. Fair enough. He's dead. They're all yeah. dead. Yeah. Um, My last birth is Matilda Jocelyn Gage, who was a a suffragist, a Native American rights campaigner, an abolitionist and an author. Um, Now, her name is uh, the name from which we get the term the Matilda effect. 
Have you heard of the Matilda effect? I haven't heard of it. Right. I've read the book Matilda. It's not that. Mm, but okay. what are you doing now, Will? I'm listening to you. What are you fiddling with? Post-it notes. Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I did so much research and every time I stop looking at the Zoom screen, <laughs> I just see your attention like, boop, 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 wandering out of the window. <laughs> I am listening, but I'm also trying to remove glue from a post-it note. Yeah. I know that you are listening, but because you're listening and doing that, you're not thinking of things to say back. Which... But I don't know what the Matilda effect is. No! When you tell me, I'll have, a, I'll have an opinion on it. Yeah, but I just told you about a really cool woman and you went, good, she's dead. Do, do, no, do. I didn't like her. I didn't like her. <laughs> I, didn't like, I didn't like her. First, the first lady of the... I was listening. First lady of the Confederacy, the only one. Wasn't very pro slavery, didn't Yeah, to you win. repeating back to me what I said is not the same to as you coming up with your own. I don't want you to prove that you're listening. It's not a test. I want you to say engaging things back okay, to me. Okay, I don't really agree with her when she says that she uh, <laughs> doesn't like slavery because she was married to the leader of the Confederacy and they wasn't leader when they met. I, I'm disinterested in her as a person. Yeah, but then, like, Lincoln had slaves. Lincoln did have slaves, but Lincoln was also Lincoln. Jefferson had slaves. They all had slaves. all terrible yeah, for Jefferson it. Yeah, Jefferson was a bad dude. But very few of them went to war for the right to own slaves. True that. Okay. Oh, um, and very few of those were the leader of said army. <laughs> Yeah, but she wasn't the leader of said army. She married him. Yeah, She's but complicit. Because I doubt one of those two. Anywho, the Matilda effect is the condition where women are denied credit for scientific work in favour of their male colleagues. Wow. So Excellent. where women's names get edited out, that's the Matilda effect. And it's because of Matilda Jocelyn Gage. Was she a scientist? <clears throat> I actually told you the four things she was. Suffragist. Woman. <laughs> Scientist. This, is, see, this, this was a bit where you were playing with some glue on a post-it note. <laughs> it keeps sticking to the table. I don't like it. So I think well, I... Just buy fucking paper then instead of post-it notes. No. That is the point of a post-it note. But if I take the glue off the very back one, then I can move the block around and it won't get all grubby. <laughs> I'm not saying you shouldn't do that, but could you do that at any other time of your well, day? I have been doing that at other <laughs> times of my day. And then you were talking about the Confederacy and I thought, I'll crack on with this. Who's <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> this for? So, there we go. There's Is there that. a specific piece of work that she was uh, left off of? That made her be like, guys, this is not fair. I think she was overlooked a lot in her suffragist writings. and mm. um, In favour of men? Not necessarily in favour of men, but maybe she came up with the term the Matilda effect. Right. We're going to build to our big finish now, which is basically three things that I'm going to put together that just sounded a bit mental. What should I play with while you do this? Please, could you play with listening and talking okay. back and joining in? I had good opinions on Matilda, though, didn't I? Yeah, you did. You did. Thank you very much, Will, for doing the very basic minimum. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really appreciate it. And I'll appreciate it again when I'm Some editing it and putting it out. Put the sellotape down.
right, this might be the last one that we do remotely, and I'm just going to sit opposite you. <laughs> Strap you to a chair. When I was at school, they sometimes made me sit on my hands. So yes, that as well. well, I would worry about you doing that because you'd just be getting all the glue off your anus. Named by? Johan Ellert Bode. Discovered by? William Herschel? Correct. Oh, yes. Right. Our three mad things. They're all in America. Obs. Firstly, there's an attempt in Texas to secede from Mexico. Some rebels create a, um, like a cultist separatist thing called Fredonia. It only lasts a month. <laughs> okay. Doesn't go well. Uh, there's an eggnog riot in New York. From? An eggnog riot. An eggnog riot. It's called the eggnog riots. <laughs> what happened? Is it so, at Christmas? Um, yes, it's at Christmas. It's in uh, like an army barracks in New York. And basically they get hold of far too much eggnog and the soldiers go rioting. I fucking love eggnog. Do you? I don't think I've ever had it. What, I, well, when I was first going out with Becca, uh, we went to her parents' house around Christmas and her brother... <laughs> who is a force to be reckoned with, basically kicked down a door <laughs> and had two four-pint things of milk with homemade eggnog and just marched into the room shouting, Nog! 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 <laughs> and uh, it was delicious, and I would drink it every day. Mm. What's the... Is it vodka? Advocar, isn't it? Is it? So it's got... Is Should that, like, a... lemony? Uh... No, I think it's, it's like custody, but you put it in a snowball with like lemon or lime. Oh, okay. So it's like a Should creamy I... custard drink. Yeah. I'm on the um, I'm on the BBC Good Food with a recipe. So you need six medium free range eggs, preferably organic and as fresh as possible, separated. I assume that means into whites and yolks. 150 grams caster sugar. 500 mils whole milk, 400 mils double cream, 350 mils rum, bourbon, or mixture of the two, depending on your preference, and nutmeg. And you whisk the yolks, add the caster sugar, stir in the milk, double cream, and the rum and the bourbon, bit of nutmeg, and then pour it in and serve it, and then that's it. Yeah, that is rich, isn't it? Yeah. Now, what, like, who wants to go on a riot after you've drunk too much of that? Yeah, I, 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 I want to sit down like and watch... I feel like I'd be rioting. That, I want to sit down and watch an episode of Columbo. The after that riot must have been fucking honking. Have I ever told you about when I was having a bit of a bad time, personally, and uh, just drank a litre of Baileys? Oh, God. <laughs> Did you sick Baileys everywhere? No, I wasn't sick. I just drank a litre of Baileys, then complained to my housemate that I was had a tummy ache. <laughs> um, and then fell asleep. And then the next day I had one of the worst hangovers I've ever had in my life. But yeah. it's so tasty. It is delicious. The chocolate Baileys is my favourite. There's a, in Morrison's, apple pie Baileys. Ooh, that sounds good. So anyway, why were they rioting? Just because they were drunk? Just because they were drunk, yeah. Legends. Uh, they had far too much eggnog. There was a surplus of dairy in the area and they turned it into eggnog and they went to rioting. Um, the other mad thing in my big finish of slightly mad things is the disappearance of William Morgan, who disappeared in New York in 1826. And nobody quite knows what happened to him, but it is presumed he was murdered by Freemasons. 
<laughs> Didn't see that word coming. No. He claimed to have been a Freemason. Um, he uh, claimed to have joined a lodge, and they think he did. They, It's something like you have to... There's like seven degrees of Freemasonage that you get as you go along it. You'll know. You, you, you're what up for now? Oh, no, I've finished it. You've finished it, yeah. I'm the so head Mason. He definitely got the first one, uh, but there's it's sort of very disputed as to whether he actually did go further than that, but he claimed he did. He was like, so I'm a Freemason. He said he was a proper good old Freemason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, I'm fully inducted. A lad I went to university with is a Freemason. I don't really get what it is. No. I think it's just lads hanging around in white gloves talking about their missus. Yeah, it sounds like it definitely it used to be shadier because he then got given a book deal to do a big book about the secrets of the Freemasons and all the different lodges and all of their filthy secrets. And the other Freemasons were like, no, you can't publish this book um, because basically they get sworn in on a Bible and one of the things that they swear is not to tell anybody about the Freemasons. And then okay. obviously he was going to write this book and they were not happy about it. So they put loads of advertising in the papers like this William Morgan is a bad man. Um, he should not be allowed to do this. They also tried to burn down his offices and his home. Then Morgan gets arrested and put in debtor's prison because he'd failed on a loan. Shit. Uh, he gets bailed. He's released. Uh, I think by his publisher. Um, and then he gets arrested again because he hasn't paid for a suit. And then he gets bailed out again. And then he just vanishes. Uh, and it's uh, generally accepted. So a couple of Freemasons on their deathbeds confessed to having taken him out on a lake and thrown him in. Fucking hell. At least kill him first. No, just tossed him in a lake. Dead. Dead man. Um, and a body was found and buried as him. However, there was also a local woman whose husband had gone missing who looked at that body and went, yes, that's my husband and it's wearing my husband's clothes. And they went, ignore this woman. It's William Morgan. Oh, God. <laughs> so <laughs> it's very disputed as to whether they have found his body or not. Um, so he's killed so that he can't write this book and it causes a massive public outcry with a lot of anti-Freemasons feeling and also free speech riots. Oh my God. And the guys on the eggnog are also going to be speaking quite freely. Yeah, I mean, very freely. I don't know how free you get when you're a bit noggy, but yeah. Hey, you know the um, the woman that said the body was her husband? Yeah. And the police said, ignore her, listen to us. Is that an example of the Matilda? It does sound like it, because she scientifically recognised his clothes. And his face. Yeah. Um, so there good you year. go. That's good 1826. Year. It's a it's a banging year. I had a good time. Huge fan of the year. Yeah, I sat researching that while Tom watched Everybody's Talking About Jamie, or We Need to Talk About Jamie. What the... No, everyone's talking about Jamie. Drag queens. Yes. We need to talk about Kevin. Shooting, school oh, shooting. Yeah, that wasn't nice. Have you seen Squid Game? No. We absolutely pounced on it, watched it all in a day. What is it? It's a South Korean sort of like horror thriller series. I don't like horrors. Wait. Not horror in the. I don't like horror. I don't like thrillers. I don't like being tense. I just like watching nice things. Oh, it, you'll be tense. No, I'm not going to watch it then. Uh, um, please, everyone else, watch it. When's this going out? Thursday. Please come and see my show at 2 North Down tomorrow, Friday the 1st. Go and see his show tomorrow. Because I'll be honest with you, 
I haven't sold as many tickets as I'd like. I've sold a few, but I want to sell more. Yeah. And some of you must live in London. Some of you must. Where are you going? Nowhere. You've got no petrol. Cool. So do that. Shall we find out what Ron thought of 1922? Yes, please, buddy. Thanks, Ron. There we go. I don't know what he thought of it. So we can't discuss whatever his response was. Because I don't know. I forgot to text him this morning and ask him. (laughs) Good year, though. Yeah. Not as good as 1826, but... No, I think 1826 is better. Yeah, I think it's a good year. Um, Your year for next week... Now, just so you know, I've got a pen. I'm going to write down on some post-it note the year. Okay, Please don't start shouting at me. I might shout at you. Um, the year I would like you to do, please, William Duggan, Double Dugs, the Duggiest Dug in the whole wide world. Hey, Dougie, I would like you to do the year 1515. That's a one and then a five and then a one and then another five. Yeah, is is on a calculator. Is is or ISIS. Ah, yeah. Bad guys, ISIS, actually. Um, sure. Oh my goodness. He's having a quick look. He's doing his little precursor look. How's he feeling? His face doesn't look happy. Boy, oh boy, let's have some delicious dry... Oh no, we're due a dry one. It's been two good ones. Let's get dry. 15.15 next week. Thank you very much for listening, patrons. We hope you're enjoying the main series. Um... Big love to you. We hope you're enjoying your lives. Yeah, more than, even more than we hope you're enjoying the podcast, we hope you're enjoying your lives. Mm, very much. Take care of yourself. Okay, goodbye everyone. Thank you for your time. Laura, thank you Bye. for your time. Thank you for the time of yours that I had and not thank you for the time you spent with some glue on a post-it note. However, okay, bye then. I still love you, bye. <laughs> ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts.
Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>